It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. Hope you guys had as good of a weekend as you possibly could have under the circumstances. Uh, and hope everybody out there, wherever you are living, wherever you are holed up, wherever you are quarantined, that you are healthy, uh, that you are practicing, uh, practicing social distancing, uh, that you are practicing not being a dummy uh, and not doing anything stupid. So that's how we start our show. Uh, we certainly hope that you guys are okay, and we thank you for listening as well. All right, so let's do this to get us going, um, and that is to start, we have more reports, and there's some differing reports about the Redskins quarterback situation. So let's take you through the last couple of days of just differing reports and you're going to see that we're getting a crazy season, right? Uh, Not that you didn't probably know that, but we are officially in crazy season. Stephen A. Smith came out, I believe it was on Thursday and basically said the Redskins are not taking a quarterback. They're not looking at a quarterback. They're chasing Chase Young they are going after Chase Young and not to a tongue of Viola, which is exactly what they should be doing. But he also added, at the end, did Stephen A. Smith, and listen, whatever you think of him, whatever you think of him, and I don't, you know, I've heard he's a good guy. I don't know. I don't, I've never met him. Uh, I don't know him and ne- never talked to him, um, but I've heard he's a good guy. Um, but he said, again, they are going after Chase Young. They are not, quote-unquote, not going to touch Tua Tonga Viola. Not going to touch Tua Tonga Viola. And not going to take a quarterback. Quote, they're not drafting a quarterback, right? But then he added, quote, that's what Daniel Snyder wants them to do. Now, listen. Daniel Snyder could want whatever he wants because he's the owner. He's the owner. And if he wants to put his hands in the cookie jar, he's the owner. He can do ultimately whatever he wants. However, as we all know, they made a big to-do over the coach-centered approach. No president, no GM, no nothing. It was Ron Rivera, his show. And Kyle Smith ultimately came along for the ride with him, just as we predicted, just as we said all along, that Kyle Smith would take on an elevated role. Nobody wants to give us credit for that. That's okay. So then, last month, there came this weird Todd McShay thing where McShay said 
that Dan basically was very involved and was not going to let them take a quarterback. So he works for ESPN, and now you have another ESPN guy saying, quote, that's what Dan Snyder wants them to do, end quote. Now, in between all of this, I reported from what I was told by multiple people from inside the building. Maybe they're lying to me. I don't know. They haven't lied to me in the past. But things get twisted. Things get interpreted different ways. I was told that Dan was not running any interference at all. Now, does that mean that he hasn't told them, hey, you know, I'd like to do this. I'd like to bring in Chase Young. I'd like to give Dwayne Haskins another opportunity. Of course, why wouldn't he? He's the owner, and he's invested, and he wants to see the team win. Wanting to do and ordering them to do is two completely different things. Now, when you're the owner, even if you want them to do something, essentially it can be construed as an order. Right? You're the owner. If somebody is my boss, right, and they want me to do something a certain way, they're not saying, hey, um, I... I want you to do it this way. You keep doing it this way. Keep doing it your way. No, no, no. If they say, I want you to do it this way, that means your way sucks or is not working or is not what they want. And they want something else. So I understand how want can be in this particular case, essentially an order or demand. I just don't believe that Dan is demanding at this point that the Redskins keep Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, Alex Smith, and not draft Tuatonga Viola and take Chase Young, even though that makes 99.5% common sense, right? That exact scenario makes all the common sense of the world. So, again, if Dan is... Wanting to do that, that's different than demanding or ordering, even though it's coming from the owner. But it's interesting that's, once again, another ESPN bigwig. The draft guy, Todd McShay, and now Stephen A. Smith, essentially saying the same thing about Dan Snyder. Now, either they're getting bad information, or they're getting something from somebody that used to be in the building maybe isn't there anymore and is just assuming that that's still how things are going? I don't know. I don't know. Dan Snyder has a bad track record, so I can understand it's going to take a long time if he ever does change to clear the track record. I get it. A lot of people try and tell me the same thing. But I know what I was told from somebody on the inside And unless they're pulling my chain, I believe, along with what I heard elsewhere, that Dan Snyder, again, has desires, has wants, has input, does not, has not, is not making demands for whatever that all means. All right, so let's get to this. Then on Saturday, actually, this was late on Friday, I saw this, Matt Miller of Bleacher Report 
um, who I don't know from a hole in the wall. I mean, I know of him. I know his work a little bit. I, I don't use him a lot in terms of his information. Uh, I don't read a lot of his stuff that doesn't, I, I mean, I know that comes across as, as being, there's just other stuff that I, I like better and I trust a little bit better. That's all. I mean, we all have preferences, right? I mean, some people like uh, steak, some people like chicken. Okay. Doesn't mean that that person is wrong. It just means, you know, people have different likes and, and, and desires, right? So Matt Miller came out and said, that the Redskins essentially, the same thing, quote, won't consider taking a quarterback at number two and ruled out to a tongue of Viola in his latest on BleacherReport.com. So basically, again, they won't consider taking a quarterback with the number two overall pick and that there needs to be a major change in thinking for the Redskins to veer all from picking Ohio State's Chase Young. Now, again, major change could be a trade, right? But they also mentioned Roto World, quote, that's now, I'm sorry, Roto World summarized what Matt Miller wrote in his thing, and Roto World on their site said, quote, unless Dan Snyder unleashes a curveball on us later this month, end quote. I have a hard time, for, first of all, if, if Dan Snyder, again, is involved and unleashes a curveball, that the curveball would be to go away from Dwayne Haskins. I have a hard time believing that. But this notion that, again, all three, McShay, Stephen A. Smith, and now Roto World, for whatever it's worth, are all kind of basically intimating that Dan Snyder's still running the show and trumping Ron Rivera and Kyle Smith. From what I've been told, that's absolutely not true. All I can relay is credible information from people I trust. That's it. If they're lying to me, what can I tell you? They're lying to everybody then. Okay? Then on Sunday, real quickly, just in wrapping this up, on Sunday... We found out from ESPN's Jeremy Fowler that the Redskins are still doing, they're still venting. They're still doing their due diligence on Tua Tonga Viola, which again, makes sense, right? I mean, you got you to gotta keep it up. You got to make people think that you're still somewhat interested in him, even if you're not. And I believe they're not, but I don't know that concretely. I haven't told that. That's just me using... A, Fowler's report was that they're still thinking, still considering Tua Tagovailoa. So what's interesting here is you have an ESPN reporter on Sunday saying they're still venting, still doing, still considering. You have Stephen A. Smith, who's a prominent voice at ESPN, but not a quote-unquote reporter, saying they have no desire, no interest, no plan, no nothing. They're out on Tua Tagovailoa. Two conflicting different reports from essentially the same very large entity. You have Stephen A. basically, and his words, aligned with what Bleacher Report is reporting. And then I'm somewhere in the middle, which is I don't think they should, and I don't think they will draft to a tongue of Iowa. And I think it would be a bad, bad, bad mistake. But I don't know that for sure. I don't believe they will, but that's different than reporting what these guys have reported. All right. 
Back in a flash right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everybody. We welcome you back to the Locked On Redskins podcast. And because we record this podcast and because, quite honestly, after I recorded segment one, I took a break, had some dinner, watched a little WrestleMania on Sunday night, when I plugged back in the computer and started paying attention again to work, I saw the unfortunate news that Pro Football Hall of Famer, former Redskin player and executive Bobby Mitchell had passed away. And, um, you know, look, unfortunately, people are passed away all the time. We are in the middle of a pandemic. uh, And you know, probably the one of the worst crises of my lifetime, uh, whether, you know, however you kind of process it. Um, but when somebody like Bobby Mitchell, who did a lot of good things on and off the football field, passes away, you remember him fondly, even though I didn't get a chance to ever meet him. I don't remember anyway, if I did. I don't think I ever did. Um, our paths just never crossed. I uh, heard some good stories from Sam Huff and Sonny Jurgensen, Larry Michael, uh, when I was part of the Redskins broadcast crew, Doc Walker. Um, you know, and, and there's been plenty of tributes that are pouring in from Dan Snyder and, and, and Charlie Casserly, uh, Mike Wilbon, and, and we have coverage of all that uh, on Twitter, um, at WrestleMania621, at Locked Redskins, RedskinsReport.com. You can check all that out. The Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, putting out a statement uh, and honoring Bobby Mitchell and, you know, really, again, kind of showing you about the man. You know, once you're in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, um, you know, you're, you're much, much more than a football player. You're remembered really you know, for the person that you are, number one, and, and you know, f- that's your forever home, quite honestly. And and I think David Baker says this when whenever he knocks on the door and he, he stuns the enshrinees, you know, it's, it's, you know, we preserve your legacy forever, even when you pass. And that's what's happened to Bobby Mitchell who played 11 seasons with the Cleveland Browns. Um, You know, and and then with the Redskins for seven years. Um, You know, and and look, I mean, Bobby Mitchell did it all. You know, running back, um, flanker. He was... A, um, you know, a punt and kick returner. I mean, he did it all. He did it all. 
14,078 combined career yards. Uh, when he was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, Bobby Mitchell, only Jim Brown and, ironically, O.J. Simpson had surpassed, uh, according to the Hall of Fame, Bobby at the time of his induction. 91 career touchdowns, 18 on rushing plays, 65 on receptions, 3 on punts, 5 on kickoff returns. I mean, I saw a play that somebody put up when he was with the Redskins in Cleveland, in Brown Stadium, the old Brown Stadium, a 99-yard touchdown catch and run. And it was, I mean, I think it was 1963 or, or something like that. Um, and, and the quarterback was flushed out and, you know, kind of pedaling all over the place. And he just lofted one up. And there Poppy Mitchell was, and he caught it. And, and he just turned on the afterburners and ran all the way and, you know, 99 yards. He had a 98-yard kickoff return as a rookie uh, with the Cleveland Browns. You know, um, he in his first game with the Redskins in 1962, he, he had a 92-yard kickoff return against Dallas. Uh, the play that I was talking about with George Izzo, I think it's Izzo, Izzo, um, 99-yard passing touchdown in 1963. Uh, same year, 218 receiving yards, 11 receptions, two touchdowns against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Bobby Mitchell had himself, again, a tremendous, tremendous career, a tremendous life. And he wanted to be in the Olympics, but... He also had a family, and he listened to the Cleveland Browns, and before you know it, he was with the Cleveland Browns, and then with the Redskins, uh, and you know was an executive for a long time too. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, here's a guy who who did a lot, a lot. Um, so, you know, the Redskins had just moved in. Um, to what became RFK Stadium, right? And, you know, ultimately he was part of the history of this team's history and defined a legacy, again, on and off the field. On and off the field. You know, you talk about a guy who shared the same backfield as Jim Brown, and then created, again, a legacy in so many ways in Washington uh, with this franchise and did it again and again and again and again. You know, and I mentioned Sonny Jurgensen. You know, of course, they hooked up, you know, for many years. Bobby Mitchell was an all-NFL pick in 62, 64, 3 um, Four total Pro Bowls, three with the Redskins. 64 Pro Bowl had the most receptions in the game. So, you know, Bobby Mitchell, again, I can't say this enough. And, and, and you know, again, I never got to see him play because I was only born in 1973. He did it all, right? And also you know, worked in the front office and, and did a, you know, 
did Yeoman's work again in so many different ways for this franchise and for the sport. I wanted to read you real quickly um, from Dan Snyder the statement that the Redskins put out uh, on the late, great Bobby Mitchell. I was extremely saddened to hear the news about the passing of the great Bobby Mitchell. Bobby was a Hall of Fame player and executive and represented the Redskins organization with integrity for over 50 years. His passion for the game of football was unmatched by anyone I had ever met. Not only was he one of the most influential individuals in franchise history, but he was also one of the greatest men I have ever known. He was a true class act and he will be sorely missed. Our thoughts and prayers are with his wife, Gwen, and the entire Mitchell family during this time. Well said by uh, Dan Snyder, and we'll leave it at that because uh, Bobby Mitchell doesn't need me uh, to be droning on and on and on uh, in his memory. He created his memory and his legacy, and uh, obviously, again, he'll be sorely missed, as Dan Snyder uh, said, and as many in the Redskins community and the NFL community, Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, the Browns community, uh, will always remember uh, the late, great Bobby Mitchell. Rest in peace, Bobby. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is the Locked On Redskins podcast. We wrap it up a couple of minutes. It is a mock draft Monday. So what we wanted to do was go over a couple of things from cbssports.com. Usually we do the draft network, but they don't have uh, anything recent at the time that I need to. So I wanted to point this out. Uh, (laughs) um, One of their guys, and, you know, look, (laughs) I mean, I I like their crew, obviously. Everybody's got different opinions and, you know, whatever. Um, But they all know football and they all like football and they all have fun. Um, But Will Brinson, uh, and I didn't see this, but I read about it, heard about it. Will Brinson picked the Redskins to take Tua Tungaviola at number two, Um, which, you know, I think is, you know, I mean, look, you can make a logical argument, but I think it's more for fun and more for controversy and whatever. Um, most people have them still taking Chase Young. Uh, Ryan Wilson, also from CBS Sports, Chris Chapasso, who I love, um, has them at number two. Pete Prisco has them uh, at number two. I, you know, I really, you know, the Redskins are so hard this year because they could trade down and it could create complete chaos. Um, but I, I would assume that they wouldn't probably go any lower than seven or eight. Um, if they go seven or eight, you know, I, probably see them taking a left tackle because I think Akuda and Isaiah Simmons are off the board. I think the key really for the Redskins is if they move down, it's to not move down far. It's to move down to three or five. I don't think you move down to four because it's the Giants and it's in the division. Um, 
Five, obviously, is the Dolphins, the most logical spot. Six is obviously the Chargers. They could be looking to move up to jump the Dolphins. Uh, Carolina's not really in the quarterback business right now, so I think they probably stay. Yeah, my point is, you know, it's so hard for these mock drafts to be really, 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 really good because everybody, for the most part, has them picking the same guy, which I understand. And then I, when somebody does take Tua Tonga Viola, I'm like, what are you thinking about? What are you doing? I wish somebody, maybe I'll do it, who knows, would take Jeff Akuda at number two or would take Isaiah Simmons at number two. I don't know, just to have fun. Um, ultimately, I think the Redskins still are like 95% probably, eh, maybe 90% going to take Chase Young. Five-ish to seven-ish percent trade down and maybe one, two, three percent max to a tongue of Viola. That's just the way I see it. I could be totally wrong. Um, hopefully we'll get some more seven-round and four-round and five-round mock drafts uh, because that's where it gets at least interesting. Uh, but it's so hard to know. It's so hard to know until they actually trade down or just stay at, you know, two and make the pick. But I do like what Ryan Wilson, I mentioned him uh, from CBSSports.com, said, do not draft a quarterback here in capital letters. No matter what, don't do it. And the logic is Chase Young's the best player in the draft, right? That's number one. But not enough of the logic is Tua Tagovailoa has more than the na- the hip injury. He is injury prone. He's got a not good track record. He's going to break down on the NFL level, and he's going to break down consistently. I, I keep everybody keeps forgetting it's more than just the hip injury, more than just the hip. We shall see. All right, that's going to do it for us. Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. R.I.P. Uh, to the late, great Bobby Mitchell. Uh, we will remember him uh, and um, do our best. I'm sure the Redskins will have a very nice tribute to him uh, when the season gets going, which, by the way, could be on time. That's the plan right now. We'll see. Uh, I'm Chris Russell. The draft we know is not changing. Have a great start to your week. We will be back with more content just as soon as we can. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.